0: Daphne decided to grab two bottles of pique After all, Max drank white wine like it was fresh water, and it would be perfect as an aperitif. Hesitating in front of the rack, she finally took a third one. There were always a lot of people at La Jouve. You never knew who was going to show up for supper. Max always made a point to remind her that she was part of the family, and so she didn't need to bring anything. But it still seemed like a given that she would take care of the wine, offer her opinion, introduce everyone to the newest wine producers, place the orders. Thanks to her, fine wines were aging in La Lajoux's vaulted cellar, preserved at a constant temperature. She smiled as she arranged the bottles in a corrugated cardboard box. The thought of leaving Montpellier to head for the country was particularly pleasant during this heat wave that refused to end, even though it was early autumn. Almost every night, Daphne vowed not to go up to a rooftop studio apartment where she'd suffocate, and where often the solitude became unbearable. Absent-mindedly, she pushed a strand of hair back behind her ear. She wore it shoulder-length and free, proud of her amber highlights. As she wasn't tall, she stood very straight, and carried her head high, in a way that could come across as a little arrogant. What mostly stood out in her delicate face were her cat's eyes, golden, sparkly, luminous. Headed up to La Jouve this evening? Dimitri asked, standing at the store's doorstep. He walked in, his presence instantly filling up the entire shop. Slowly making his way around the counter, he came to see what she'd put in her box. It's not going to be chilled, he said. We'll drink it some other day. No doubt, given how much they put away up there. Like your Mr. Sobriety. Look who's talking. Dmitri gave a crooked smile, and two dimples appeared on his cheeks. We're taking your car. Mine is in the shop. And you can't be bothered to pick it up, I know. Or did you finally get too many points on your license? She handed him the box and retrieved her purse from near the cash register. Before stepping out, she turned the A.C. off, as well as the fancy lighting that illuminated the bottle's labels, and then she lowered the iron curtain three-quarters of the way down. I'm supposed to crawl out on my stomach, Dimitri said. Daphne stopped the mechanism so he could stoop underneath. You're all too tall in that family of yours, she said. Once out in the street, The air was so heavy it felt sticky. Once again, the idea of going up to La Jouve cheered Daphné. When they reached the Asse and Valen forests, at almost 900 feet above sea level, the air would be cooler. But first, they'd have to make it out of Montpellier's traffic. Your shop's looking really nice, Dimitri said, as he seated himself in Daphné's red mini. Wedged in the front seat, he glanced at the facade and the sign that read, La Cave de Daphné, a wine shop that was adored by the connoisseurs that made up its clientele. Is business good these days? I can't complain. Of course, I mostly sold rosé this summer, but with autumn and hunting season almost here, things are going to get serious. By the way, I'm hosting a wine tasting next Friday. Are you going to come? I wouldn't miss it.